Hey everybody, it's Enrica and welcome back to Chasing Christ. It's been so long since I've said that and it's kind of embarrassing how long it's been actually. Most of you guys probably have noticed or most of you guys probably didn't notice but I haven't uploaded in like two months but it's fine. It's fine because Okay, it's not fine, and I definitely need to hold myself accountable and be more consistent, but I was doing really well, and then it just like kind of just like stopped, but it's fine because we're back, and we're better, and this season of Tracing Christ is going to be so much better than last season. I feel like I feel like when I first started, I was still like very nervous and like still trying to figure everything out, how to edit, how to upload, and it's like I don't have everything figured out, but for the most part, like... I'm doing, I'm a little bit more experienced now and I'm hoping to have many more guests coming on this season. So I'm super excited about that because I know you guys really enjoyed my last episode with Leah because I enjoyed it. I actually rewatched it last night and I was like, I need more guests. And I know a lot of, some of you guys are actually have offered and I'm super excited because it's like, I don't want to have to go out like Jehovah's Witness, like, hey, hey. And it's like, I have people coming to me. So God is good. So today's title of the podcast is going to be Death to the Flesh. Yeah, we're not playing any games in 2022. Like it's time to put our flesh to death, like for real, because we can't continue to operate in the flesh and claim that we have Jesus Christ in our hearts because we know as Christians, like we're called to be a part, we're called to not dabble into our fleshly desires. So we're going to get into how to weaken our flesh, why our flesh is dangerous to us, and how to resist our flesh even in our hardest times because, you know, we're human. So it's hard. When we gave our lives to Christ, we were bought at a price. Like God literally gave us his Holy Spirit and was like, hey, my Holy Spirit is going to be here ministering to you guys inside of your hearts and telling you guys what's wrong, what's right, what your convictions are, and so forth. We're supposed to walk according to the Spirit, not our flesh. And, you know, it's so cute because whenever you start to actually, and when I said cute, I was being sarcastic. When you start to actually try to operate in the Spirit and live how God lives, your flesh is like, mm, I don't like that. Mm, I don't like that. Let's Let's shake things up a little bit. And I can't tell you how many times my flesh has gotten in the way of God's will for my life. And it's annoying because it's so hard to operate in the spirit when your flesh is so, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I want to do that. So let's just break down what our flesh is. Flesh, it's pretty simple. It's our bodies. It's that selfish desire, that sinful desire that we like. Like that desire that we were born with, because keep in mind, God did save us from our sins. Jesus Christ did come and save us from our sins, but we still have that nature. So in sin nature, it's easy for us to want to do what our flesh wants. Like, okay, let's say you have like a piece of a cookie and you see someone wants it. Obviously, your flesh is going to tell you to take it because, I mean, it's your cookie. You're selfish. But your spirit is saying, instead of even taking another bite, give it to that person. So you see, it's a constant battle against your flesh and your spirit because it's like they both want you. Like, could you imagine being so important to God that you literally have a war going on for your spirit? Like God and Satan are both trying to war over you and you think you're not precious? Anyways, we have to remember like we can't just operate in the flesh because we feel like it because it's something so much bigger than we are. 
And some examples of living in your flesh are basically living in the way that you want to live and not the way that God has for you. So if you're being selfish, if you're not being kind, if you're not having peace, if you're not bringing joy, like when you are operating in those kind of characteristics, that's when you become to operate in your flesh because you don't care about your spirit. Like you don't care. Like you could care less because you want to satisfy your flesh. And we've all been there. Like, do you know how many times I just let my flesh win because I was so like, overwhelmed with how annoying it got but that was the old me and I definitely know how to put my flesh to rest now and we're gonna get into that later in the video because I know Satan don't want y'all to hear this but there are ways to fight your flesh and be successful your flesh is not your friend like I don't know who needs to hear this but your flesh could care less about you like when I tell you your flesh is like, I'm not going with that person, so I don't care. Like, the reason why your flesh doesn't care what you do is because it's not coming with you. I don't think you guys heard. Like, your flesh doesn't care about you because it's not coming with you. You understand? When you die and your physical body is just gone, it's just your physical body. But we know that our spirit is going to either go to heaven or it's going to go to hell. But your flesh doesn't care which one it ends up in because it's not coming. So the next time you... Find yourself in a place where you could be operating your flesh. You got to ask yourself, my flesh don't care about me, so I'm not going to feed it this want, this desire. There's no, okay, this much and then it's done. When your flesh gets an inch, baby, it's going to take a yard. Not even a mile. Like, screw the yard. Like, excuse my friend. It's not even going to take a it's not even going to take an inch. It's going to take the whole football field. When you give your flesh just a little taste of whatever it was wanting, whatever it desired, it is going to continue to hunt you down for more. It's not going to be satisfied. And we spoke about this in my last, in one of my episodes about idols. And it's the truth. Like that episode kind of goes hand in hand with this one. So watch that one first if you haven't. If you continue to feed your flesh even a little bit, it's going to take you over. I just think it's so funny how we like to compromise. Like, we'll be like, okay, but I won't have sex with him, but I'm still going to do this with him. And then it's like, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> we're going there. I didn't expect to go there, but we're going there. The Holy Spirit says we need to go there. It's like, you tell yourself, like, we're not going to do that, but we'll, we'll do this. And it's like, babes, your flesh is going to continue to press you until you break and end up giving what you said you weren't going to give. You understand? It's like, you'll be like, okay, I'm not going to gossip about this person. But then you'll think thoughts in your head about them the same way you'd gossip. And it's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't allow your flesh to have anything. Like, by any means, it can't have nothing. Because I've tried to do that compromising thing. I've tried to be like, okay, I won't do this, but I'll do that. I won't do this, but I won't do that. And it backfired on me because my flesh is selfish. It don't care about me. So we got to learn to put, we got to put this, we got to put our flesh to death. Because it doesn't care about us. We have to put our flesh to death. We have to deny our fleshly desires and pick up our cross every single day. Being a Christian is not an easy task. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would find Jesus. But the thing is, you can choose to be just a Christian and just claim to love God and accept him, or you can be a Christian and put it into effect. Jesus said this in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 16, 24 through 25. If anyone comes after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever loses his life for me will find it. So there we have it. Jesus is telling us right then and there, if you want to be his disciple, if you want to follow him, you're going to have to tell your flesh no. You're going to have to tell your flesh no. And you're going to have to go the other way. All right. Is denying your flesh easy? Heck no. Heck no. There are times 
I so I literally said it. There are times where I'm like, this can't be happening to me. Like, it's hard. Denying yourself and everything that you used to know in your old life is hard, bro. When you're in your bed and it's boring and it's a Friday night and you have your friend saying, oh, let's slide to that B&B. Don't you think my flesh is like, bro, let's go? This is a hypothetical um, situation because I don't really have that many friends, um, nor do I go to parties. But this is just like for anybody who can like relate to this. You know, if you're like in like you're bored and like, you know, you're just chilling and your homeboys hit you and they're like, bro, let's go smoke. And it's like, obviously your flesh is like, let's freaking go. Like, let's go. But your spirit is like, nah, let's stay where we're at. So it's hard to deny yourself. It's hard to stop. But being a follower of Jesus Christ, it's not easy, but he never said it would be easy. He just promised that he'd be there to help us every step of the way. And let's just be honest, it's going to be worth it. It's hard to imagine that it will be worth it now because we're living in society. We're living in life today. But when you go in front of God and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm telling you right now, nothing is going to top that moment. No drugs, no sex, no party, no gossiping, no lying. None of that is going to be able to amount to when God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now you can enter heaven. Now you can enter your real life, your actual eternity. Nothing is going to top that. So we're going to quote some scripture because you guys know I love to back up scripture in my videos because, you know, you got to be careful. There's a lot of people out here who preach or teach and it's like they don't have scripture backing up. I don't want to be one of those people. So we're going to go to Romans 8 verse 8 and it's super short, but it's super effective. It says, they who are in the flesh cannot please God. When I read that, I remember being a little bit convicted because I was operating in my flesh when I had read that verse. When I was planning this episode, there were things I was doing in the flesh. And that this is why this episode is not just for you guys, but this episode is for me as well. As I'm teaching it, I'm also teaching myself. Well, God is teaching us, but you get the idea. They who are in the flesh cannot please God. Simple. If you are operating in your fleshly desires, I don't know how you think you could please God. When you're operating in your spirit and you're listening to what God is telling you to do, when you're listening to the Holy Spirit, when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and he's telling you to go do this and do that and share and be this way and do that way, you're pleasing God. But when you're operating in your own fleshy desires, I don't know how you think you're helping God. We can only please God if we are operating in the spirit. We cannot expect to please God and please ourselves because you can't please both. One man can't serve two masters. You're either going to love one or you're going to hate the other. So, like I said, it brings us right back. You can't give your flesh a little bit because it's going to take everything from you. It's going to take your eternal life from you. And trust me, we are not letting our flesh take over. This is 2022, baby. We are doing things differently. We are telling our flesh, no. Um, Another scripture for today is going to be Galatians 5.16. And I always put them on the screen just because I feel like if you're watching on YouTube, then it's easier to just like see. But if you're just listening, then just listen. It says in Galatians 5 verse 16, but I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. If you're walking in your spirit, it is so hard to gratify your flesh because you don't really care for the things of your flesh. When you're in, like I said, if when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, when you're, when you're one with God, you look at everything like, dang, I don't even want to go there no more. Dang. I don't even want to do that anymore. Like, what the heck? When you walk in the spirit, it's impossible to gratify your flesh because your spirit and your flesh, they're not friends. They don't like each other. So you can't hold hands with the flesh and hold hands with the spirit. You either walk with the flesh or you walk with the spirit. It's as simple as that. That in between, that that limbo is not going to work. 
overall, it's going to destroy you. And it's like a slap in the face to God because it's like, I mean, I thought you wanted to live for me. And it's like, but we're not operating our spirit. You know, God loves obedience. Like that's God's love language is, is obedience. He said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So it's like, if we listen to God by operating in the spirit and not the flesh, we will, we will please him. He will bless us because he sees how much we're sacrificing. He sees how much we're willing to take up our cross and deny ourselves and he will bless us. So we spoke about what the flesh is and how detrimental it can be to our walk with Christ. We're going to get into how to weaken our flesh and how to resist the temptations that come along with our fleshly desires. So this is a very big one. Like this is like the number one. Like, yes, there are so many different ways to just deny our flesh. But the number one way we can deny our flesh is by fasting. When you fast from anything, you are literally taking whatever your flesh wants. You're taking it away. So personally, whenever I become, whenever I feel myself operating in like the fleshly desires and I feel like I'm gossiping a lot more and I feel like I'm a lot more lustful and I feel like I'm a lot more um, disrespectful and just like unkind, that's when I, I'm like, yo, we're going on a fast. Simple. Whenever I feel myself acting how I used to before I was saved, I'm like, no, 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 this is not going to work. Wrap it up. We're going to fast. For me personally, I feel like the most effective fast that I've ever done is food. Like when I fast food, I'm not a very happy, pleasant person, but I know my spirit is insane. I've spoken about fasting very briefly on my last episode with Leah. Yeah, we spoke about fasting and like just the importance of it, but it was like a very brief conversation. So we're going to like dive into it today. So basically... Like I said, whenever I feel myself operating in the flesh too much, I go on a fast. You can fast so many different things like food, social media, candy, your favorite TV show, like basically anything that like has your attention, anything that you love, fast it because you're teaching your flesh like the answer is no. So when temptation comes and when when temptation and trials come on different areas because they will come, you're going to be prepared. You're going to be like, okay, I already know what it feels like to not get what I want. So I'm just going to have to do that again. For me personally, the fast that gets me in check and does it every time is when I fast food. When I abstain from food, that's when my spirit is happy. I mean, I'm not happy because I'm like, I want to eat. I'm hungry. I'm starving and I want Chick-fil-A. But my spirit is like, okay, praise God. She's finally giving her flesh up. If something has your attention more than God right now and you've been giving so much energy and time into it, you got to fast it. And like I said, that could be an app on social media. That could be a certain food you like. That could be all sweets for a week. That could be soda. Like fasting, there's there's no rules and regulations because everybody's different. So like if I love food and you don't love food, fasting food probably won't be a big thing for you. Probably like, "Mm, okay. But for me, I'm like, huh. Like we're going how long without eating? How long? But like I said, you could fast music. There's a whole bunch of different things to fast. But when you're fasting, you're telling your body, no, you're telling your flesh, no, you cannot have it. And then a lot of people will be surprised because people will be like, okay, well, how is me saying no to sugar for a week going to help me when I'm facing sexual temptation? You'll be surprised. Let me tell you this. You'll be surprised. You think that you saying, oh, I'm not going to eat, let's say I'm not going to eat fast food for a week. 
I'm not saying that you're going to become this super spiritual, recharged, ready to go Christian. It is going to be a charger for you when you feel like you're Oh, hold on, because the Holy Spirit just gave me an analogy, and that's why I love the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. So think of yourself as a phone, and obviously we know phones need to be charged, and or you could do, or, or we can go this way and say, think of yourself as a car. We both know cars need gas. It's the same thing, phone, car. When you begin to run out of battery, or when your car begins to run out of gas, you go to the gas station, no, to get gas, or you plug in your phone on the charger. When you fast, you're giving yourself that recharge. You're giving yourself that recharge. You're coming through. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. When you begin to grow weak and weary and you feel like you're just in the world too much and you feel like everything everybody does is irritating you, you don't have peace, you don't have joy, you don't have kindness, you don't have any of the fruits of the Spirit, go and fast and give yourself that little charge. So what you put in is what you're going to get. Okay. Every fast can be effective. It's what you do on the fast that's effective. It's not really what you're fasting. It's what you're doing on the fast. So during that time where you're giving up that thing, you need to be in prayer. You need to be in worship. You need to be in communication with God. You need to be in the word because otherwise you're just giving something up for no reason. Like you might as well just download Instagram again. You might as well eat that sweet. It's what you do on the fast. If you love soda and you're like, I'm just not going to drink soda for a week, but you're still like, you're not praying as much as you could you're not reading as much as you could like you're not worshiping it's like okay you're just not drinking soda but you're not fasting you're just like giving something up so you have to be careful because there's like a slippery slope with it you have to be very careful and you have to be very effective and intentional with your fast when you come to god you're like god i'm giving this up let's spend some more time together god i'm gonna fast the gym because i've been in the gym way more than i've been in my word you know what i'm saying you have to go to god and you have to be like you know what I'm going to be intentional because if you don't care, God's not going to care. Sorry to break it to you. If you choose to fast something that you don't even care for, God is going to be like, okay. Like, I don't really watch Netflix. Like, I don't really watch TV shows that much. So if I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to fast TV for a week. He's like, you don't even watch TV. You can't be as smart to God. Like, you have to be effective and intentional with him. Like, he knows I love being on TikTok. So if I come to him and I'm like, God, I'm fasting TikTok for a week. He's going to be like, okay, well done. Because he knows that that's where I spend a lot of my time. So you got to be very intentional with the type of fast that you choose. I'm not telling you which one to pick, but you got to just feel it out and be like, you know what? I'll be on Instagram way too much. I'm going to just fast it. That's intentional. Another way that you can deny your flesh and weaken it is by praying. Prayer is so effective. And I have to do a whole different podcast just on prayer because not a, not a whole different podcast, but a whole different episode. Because prayer is so effective and people just really neglect it. When you go into that quiet place and you go to God and you're like, you know what, God, I'm struggling. I need you to help me with this. And you're consistent with it because the Bible says to pray without ceasing. When you begin to get into that place and you start praying to God, miracles happen, breakthroughs happen because there's a war going on when you're praying. You know, when you're praying, it looks like nothing. I hope you guys do not take what I'm saying lightly. I have tried to record this last piece of this video like three times and the video literally just cut off. So I know that Satan is mad with what I'm sharing right now. So let me tell you something. If you're watching this video or if you're listening to this episode, just know that there is something here for you today because there is no way I had to get up and rebuke him because I'm over here trying to spread the word of God and I understand you're mad. That's okay, sweetie. Just do that over there. Let me get right back into it. I don't even know where I left off. So if it's a little jump, forgive me because 
you know, he just want to play with something. Not today, Satan. Not today. Like I'm saying, prayer is super effective. When you get into that quiet place with God and you're telling God, oh, I need this from you. I'm suffering with this. I'm going to this. Prayer is not just, hey, how are you, God? No, no, no. When you go to pray, when you go to pray, you're going to war. There is a battle going on between your flesh and your spirit when you go to war. If you tell your father in heaven what you need, you think he won't answer you? You think he won't give it to you? When you say, God, I need more patience. I need more peace. I need more, jo- I need more joy. I'm lacking the fruits of the spirit right now. I'm operating in my flesh. He will extend his righteous hand and he will help you every single time. But you have to be praying without ceasing. The Bible doesn't just say just to pray. It says to pray without ceasing. So if you're praying and you don't see something change in your situation, you keep praying until it happens. And that's not you bending God's arm. That's you showing God how dedicated you really are to what, you, what you're praying for. When you pray without ceasing, you're not just praying and annoying God. Don't everything that you could annoy God or you could overwhelm God. Because let me tell you something. God is someone that you can't explain. Like you can't explain how he does what he does because he's just God. You see, we can have a conversation with more than three people without getting confused. But God, he has, he hears our prayers, everybody's prayer requests over and over again. And he knows exactly what you need in the time that you needed and he will provide it for you. So when you pray, you got to pray without ceasing. Period. And this is super important. This is going to be the last. There are so many different ways, like I said, to deny your flesh. But when I tell you that this is so effective and it just takes at least five minutes out of your day, putting on the full armor of God is going to do it every single time. If you read in Ephesians 6, you will see that there are literally steps on how to come against your flesh and deny the enemy. There is literally instruction manual in Ephesians 6 on how to withstand the enemy every single time. When you put on the full armor of God, you are telling the enemy, I dare you. Because you are literally covered in your armor. You see, in the natural, it feels like we're just saying, bless me with a salvation helmet. Oh God, give me the shield of faith. But you don't understand that in the spiritual realm, you are armoring up. You don't go into battle defenseless. Like nobody goes into the battle or war without a weapon. You don't go without a weapon. When you put on the full armor of God, you are telling everything in the spiritual realm, every single demonic entity, every single spirit, I have my armor on. So I dare you. The full armor of God includes the salvation helmet, breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, belt of truth, and the shoes of peace. When you put all those things on, the enemy is like, dang, it's going to be a little bit harder now. Because you're not just defenseless, you you're armoring up. You know, we wake up every day, and I don't know, like I guess I don't I don't wear makeup, but like you know, you wake up before you go out, like you put on your makeup, you wake up, you put on your clothes, you wake up, you put on your shoes. We need to wake up and put on the full armor of God before you roll over and grab your phone and take it off the charger. You need to make sure that you're charging your spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, you have to make sure that before you go check that Instagram post, you check yourself and check your armor. What am I missing today? I need, oh dang, I need to have the sword of the spirit because I need the word of God with me. I need the belt of truth because I've been lying a lot lately and I need to protect my lips from speaking things that aren't true. You have to armor up, ladies and gentlemen. You need to armor up and put on that armor and resist the enemy because he will flee from you. The Bible says resist the enemy and he will flee from you. But how can you resist him if you just like letting him in? Hey, I'm unprotected. Come and get me. But if you're armored up, He's looking at you a little bit different now. He needed, he needs a different game plan. He needs another he needs another plot because you are protected. So it's harder to penetrate through whatever he needs to do. 
period. So for the closing verse, it's going to be from Romans 8.13, and it reads, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit and you put death to the deeds of your body, you will live. Okay. Does the text literally mean that you are going to die, like you're going to drop dead if you commit that sin? No. This is not the Old Testament. But you are killing your spirit slowly, and then you end up, and you'll actually end up being spiritually dead and ended up in hell. So you, basically, you are going to die. But to break it down, it's basically saying if you continue to live for your flesh, you continue to gratify your flesh and do anything you can to please it, you're going to end up dying. And like I said, it's not like a death, like you're just going to drop dead one day, but you are going to slowly kill your spirit. But if you continue to resist the enemy, if you continue to resist the fleshly desires that you have, and you begin to walk in the way of God, you're going to live and not just live, but you're going to be alive spiritually. You understand? Like, and you're going to, plus you get eternal life, which is, I mean, I don't know what's better than eternal life, but that's a big one. That's pretty big. But like I'm saying, I just feel like if you continue to gratify your flesh, you're going to wind up spiritually dead. And then to close out this episode, we're going to pray like usual. But before I go, I just want to say it was so good to just come back and like connect. And like, I remember just like how much I really love doing this. It's just amazing. And I'm super grateful to anyone who watches this video. I just pray that at least, you know, a couple of you guys just like take what I've said and just like apply it to your life because I'm not just talking to be cute. I mean, I know I look cute, but <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, like what I'm saying, it has effect because when it's something's from the Holy Spirit, you have to trust it. And when God told me to make this episode, I knew that there's someone that's going to be watching this video or someone that's listening to this episode who needs to hear this. So um, I really hope it reaches who it needs to reach at this time. And I'm just going to pray that that happens. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just pray that whoever's watching this video, dear God, will know that this video was sent for them, dear God, that this episode was meant to be heard by them, dear God. May you bless us and protect us, dear God, allowing us to clothe ourselves in the full armor of God daily, dear God. Remembering that if we put our, if we resist the enemy, that he will flee from us, God. May you bless our year of 2022 with spiritual breakthroughs like never before, Father God, allowing us to become closer to you than never before. May you continue to guide us and go before us. We give you all the praise, all the worship. You're worthy to be magnified and praised, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I seal this prayer in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Chasing Christ. It means the world to me, and I cannot wait to see you guys in the next one.